Ezekiel 37, as I said, we've been going the Holy Spirit for five weeks now. We start off Pentecost Sunday. If you have missed any uh, of those messages, I really encourage you to get online. And uh, you can go to iTunes, the podcast, and all those messages are there. And uh, I hope you will take a moment, share those, give those to people in need. You can just go on uh, iTunes podcast, search Legacy Church, Legacy Church Rome, and it'll take you right there to all those messages. We're beginning um, today in Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37 today. I'm going to go through this passage of Scripture. It's a famous passage of Scripture. Uh, and I believe I've only preached from it once that I know of. Uh, but I love this story because I can relate to this story. And I'll share a little bit about that in just a moment. Yes. <laughs> I like that accent. That was good. I wanted to get that one. That's fine. It happens to all of us. I, I totally understand it. Um, it's okay. So uh, we've been talking the last, like I said, the last five weeks about the Holy Spirit. And we started Pentecost Sunday. And we've been going through it for, uh, this is the fifth week now. And we've just gone through some just great times. It's been a great time of teaching, a great time of revelation. And God has just shared, uh, how you've shared what God has done with you through this word. And I appreciate it so much. And going back to the beginning of um, the upper room, we're talking about uh, Pentecost, how we must get in upper rooms in our life. There are some things that you cannot get in lower rooms of your life. You've got you've to climb that ladder, if you remember that Sunday. And as you climb that ladder, you begin to see a different, a different perspective of people. You see people not as just what they are. You don't see people the way they're dressed or, or the way that they look or, the, or their social class. But you begin, as you get a higher elevation in upper rooms, you start to see every person as a harvest that you come in contact with. And as we talked about, Pentecost was, was started off as a festival that celebrated the harvest. So Pentecost uh, and, and the Holy Spirit has come uh, to empower us. Why? Because of the harvest. And that is why the church must be full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That was pretty weak. I said, that is why the church must be full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because there is a harvest that is waiting for the church. There is a harvest that is looking for uh, to the church for answers. So we must be full of the Holy Spirit. And this week, we are continuing with the Holy Spirit in a different text this morning. In Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1, it says that the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit. So the hand of the Lord is upon him. The Spirit is leading him, the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of of bones. Hmm. And he led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. Hmm. Isn't this crazy that we find ourselves, or Ezekiel finds himself in 37 and he is in a valley? The chapter before, he is prophesying on a mountain. Isn't this crazy how one moment he was on a mountain, the next minute he was in a valley, and it wasn't just any valley. It was truly a valley of death. The devil wants you to think 
the devil desires for you to believe that every time that you find yourself in an unlikely season or in a low valley or a place that you really don't want to be in, the devil wants you to think that God is not with you. He wants you to think that God isn't in it. He wants you to think, oh, that must be God punishing me. Or what have I done wrong? Or uh, how could I be in a valley of bones? This must be punishment. If I had made a different decision. He wants you to start believing those things. And God, why did you do these things to, to me? But you've got to understand that the next time that you find yourself in a valley moment, remember this passage of Scripture because it says that the hand of of the Lord was upon me and he led me to a valley. Hmm. Isn't that interesting how even though that God's hand can be upon someone, God's anointing and his spirit can be upon you, but God would lead his people. How horrible. God would lead his people to a low place, but God would lead his people to a valley full of bones. You will never be able to fulfill your calling until you've been in a valley. You will, never, you will never know your true identity until you've been in a low season of your life. You will, know, you will never know what you're really made of or what's really inside of you until you've been in a low, low valley. You will never understand his faithfulness until you've been in a low valley. Mountains are all about rejoicing and mountains are all about declaring, but valleys are all about the learning. Valleys are all about about the lessons and without valleys you would have nothing to rejoice about on the mountains hmm. you would have nothing to be rejoicing about once you got to the mountain but the hand of the Lord was upon me the hand of the Lord will lead you to places that you really don't want to be in all for the lesson all for the learning experience the hand of the Lord was upon me. I want you to understand this this morning, that when the Lord's hand is upon your life, you will have a drawing presence about you. I said that when God's hand is upon your life, you will have a drawing presence about you. There will be people there will be people that are not like you that will be drawn to you. There will be people that do not look like you that will be drawn to you. There will be people that do not think like you think that will be drawn to you. The, those people that you try to avoid at Walmart, you know, when you see them in the corner and you go and you're trying to get around them and you're trying to find them and maybe you've even got them on some type of app where you can track them so you can avoid them. Them. And it's like, I don't understand why they keep being, why are they attracted to me? Why do they keep talking to me? I'm not, some, I'm not talking about somebody that's trying to get with you. I'm just talking about somebody that's like, that just wants to be your friend. And you're like, what in the world is going on? Or that person that calls you and you're just like, why do they keep calling me? I can't, I don't want to talk to this person. Why is it? It may just be that God's hand is upon you and he is drawing a harvest to you. 
Weird people, whenever God's hand is upon you, weird people will be attracted to you. Sinners will be attracted to you. People that do not look like you or smell like you or act like you or talk like you, whenever God's hand is upon you, there's just something about the Spirit that draws people to you. Think about it. That is why the church, think before you shoo the harvest away. Think before you shoo the harvest away. Be careful that you're not shooing the harvest away because so many times whenever those we get around those people we just start shooing them away but the church must be so full of the spirit as we've talked about before that you see every person as a harvest and so many people who are not full of the spirit they start shooing the harvest away but they don't look like me but they don't believe like me they don't vote like I do their lifestyle is not a godly lifestyle Excuse me. They are just like dry bones, but don't 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 shoo the harvest away. But they don't dress like I do. They, they wear suits to church and I'm not like that or he doesn't wear a clergy collar or, or his jeans are too skinny. Let me tell you something this morning. Can I, let's just be candid to the church just a moment this morning. This is why so many churches in America are like a valley of dry bones this morning because their man-made rituals and thoughts have created this thing called a religion instead of a relationship. And guess what? I, let me tell you something this morning. Let's just get it off our chest this morning. I can feel the Holy Spirit in my suit and my tie. I can feel the Holy Spirit in my jeans and my t-shirt. I can feel the I can feel the Holy Spirit in my shorts and my flip-flops. Guess what? I can dance in the Spirit whenever I'm in the shower and I have nothing on. Guess what? Even in my mother's womb, he knew me then and I was butt-slapped naked in my mother's womb and he was already calling me by name. You've got to realize something. You can't shoo the harvest away. People full of the Spirit see every person as a harvest. People of the Spirit that's full of the Spirit see everyone as a harvest. And so many times we shoo the harvest away. You've got to stop looking but how dry the bones are and start seeing potential. I said, you've got to stop looking at just how dry those bones are. But the spirit-filled person can look, can walk into a room full of dead people and start seeing potential. You've got to see people of the spirit, see people not as the dry bones, but you've got to see them, but you've got to make them their focus. You can't just see the bones, but you've got to make the people your focus. The focus is the heart harvest. God's hand is upon us. God's hand is upon this church. Therefore he will draw people in here that do not look like me. When God's hand is upon a church, it will be a diverse church. When God's hand is upon a church, there will be people that come in off the streets who do not look like us. But we people who are full of spirit, we don't, no, 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 you can't come in here like, but what we do, we open the doors even wider. Why? Because we are full of the spirit and we see a harvest among dry bones. His hand is upon us. And when his hand is upon us, we will draw people to him. Don't shoo the harvest away for the hand of the Lord was upon me and he had the nerve to sit me right in the middle of dry bones. 
right in the middle of a harvest back and forth the scripture says he led me back and forth among them he led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley bones that were very dry he led me back and forth and all of a sudden he's leading me back and forth with bones that were dry back and forth he led me back and forth among the dry bones he made me walk around and round dry and dead stuff I was the only thing that was moving there I was the only one who was believing there I was the only one who was passionate there it was tough being the only one living in a room how many of you have ever felt you were the only living thing among them you were the only one with passion maybe you went to a church service and you were the only one that had an ounce of worship in you. Maybe you went to somewhere, but you were the only living thing where you were the only excited one. They were not only dry bones, the word says, but the word says they were very dry. Very dry. The bones, they were not just dry bones, but they were very dry bones. So dry that they, we, the author had to put the word in there, very. Isn't this a coincidence? Because last week, Elisha, remember Elisha, what did he do? He was among the dead. And what was he doing? The scripture said that the body grew warm, but what did he do? He got off the body and he was walking back and forth among the dead. When God's hand is upon you he will let you walk among the dead folk he will walk he will let you walk among spiritually dry people they were going back and forth back and forth among the valley last week Elisha was there and now this week guess what Ezekiel is here and Ezekiel what is he doing it said that God was leading him back and forth among the dry bones in verse 2 I went back and forth among them and I saw a great many number of bones on the valley floor bones that were very dry if you think listen church if you think that you are going to get saved and that you are going to get filled with the spirit and live every day in the land flowing with milk and honey you are in for a rude awakening because it's not that easy it's not that easy all of a sudden, guess what? We think everything's going to be great. We had a great service. And guess what? The devil will throw something in your path to disrupt you. All of a sudden, you think, I'm going to get saved. and I, I, I got a little bit of spirit, and I'll start paying my tithe. So now I'm going to be living in the land flowing with milk and honey. Everything is great. But guess what? If God's hand is truly upon you, he will set you in the middle of valleys sometimes. He will set you in the middle of death sometimes. If God's hand is really upon you he will put some things in your life but you've got to understand that death can't bring death back to life 
but it takes someone with life to awaken the dead. God is putting spirit-filled people right in the middle of death. God is putting spirit-filled people in the middle of dry churches. God is putting spirit-filled people, spirit-filled leaders right in the middle of dry cities. God is putting people, spirit-filled people in the middle of dry workplaces. He's putting spirit-filled people in the middle of the marketplace. Why? Because he needs somebody full of life to bring vision back to the valley. He needs somebody full of life, full of the spirit to bring hope back to the bones, to bring passion back to those with no zeal. You've got to understand this. You may be able to relate to this story because every day you are walking around dry up bones. When you are at work, guess what? There are dry bones among you. People that do, that do not know Jesus as their Savior. When you pull into Aldi down the street, guess what? You are walking back and forth among dry bones. People that call themselves Christians but have no fruit. Oh, people that call themselves Christians but have no fruit. I'm going to say it again. People that call themselves Christians but have no fruit. All of a sudden, they're like dried up bones. Or whenever you are at the game and you are cheering among the dry bones, people that may be cheering, but guess what? They still have no joy. When you need to be filled with the Spirit, drenched in the Spirit, why is it that we need to be filled with the Spirit? Why? Why is it that we need to be drenched in the Spirit? Why is it what Scripture says we need to be baptized in the Spirit, totally submerged in the Spirit? Why is that? Why do we need that to walk among the dead? Because this is why. The bones are not just dry. They are very dry. And anything that is dehydrated will pull out any moisture that it can find. Hmm. Anything that is dehydrated, anything that is starving for moisture, very dry bones, they will pull out any moisture they can find. They will pull out any moisture they can find. And guess what? Whenever you leave this place, if you just have just a little bit of little bit of water on you, if you just have just a little bit of the spirit in you, guess what? By Monday at lunch, you will be dry. Because all the things around you, all of life, all of the people will pull it out of you. You've got to understand this. And then all of a sudden you are walking around powerless. Because the word says that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you shall receive what? Power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then all of a sudden, we, the church, have just got a little bit of stuff on us. A little bit of spirit. And then all of a sudden we are walking around and guess what? what we start to look like the dry bones we start talking like the dry bones we start acting like the dry bones but what did I say earlier if God's hand is upon you guess what you will have a what 
a drawing power. And when you are drenched in the Spirit of God, when you've been baptized in the Spirit, when the Spirit is drenching and pouring off of you, guess what? The bones no longer will pull it out of you, but instead the church will be able to pull the bones to the harvest. All of a sudden, the, the church that is full of the Spirit, no longer will we be evaporating it, but all of a sudden we will be pulling the bones to us. We will be pulling the bones into the kingdom. God is ready for a church that is full of the Spirit. Full of the Spirit. I don't know if you know how to do this, but can you mute these monitors? Thank you. All of a sudden, we are there and we are being pulled by people. Life is coming our way. All of a sudden, the dryness, all of a sudden we find ourselves in these seasons. All of a sudden we are walking around in dry bones. All of a sudden here we are. And God has said, I just need you to be full of the Spirit. I need you to be drenched in the Spirit. Because there are bones that are waiting for you. In the middle of it all, there are bones that are waiting for you. Let's talk about bones, shall we? The word says in verse 3, it says, He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life and I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and tendons, flesh appeared on them. Skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. All of a sudden, these bones started looking like life, but there was still no breath in them. And when you look at this in the original text, the word breath is pneuma that we talked about last week. There was no spirit of God inside of them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the Lord, your sovereign God says. Come, breath, or come, spirit. Come from the four winds and breathe into these slain bones that they may live. So I prophesied as we commanded, and breath entered them. They came to life, and they stood upon their feet like a mighty army amazing so many people in the church look just like part one of that they have flesh on they are dressed right. They have the right t-shirt. They have the Bible. They have it. They have the right apps. They have, they have the keychain necklace. They've got everything. They've got it all together, but there's no breath inside of them. Hmm. Bones. 
Your skeletons make up the structure of your body. Bones determine how you walk. Bones determine how you stand. Bones will determine your posture. Bones are all about the structure. And do you want to know why so many churches can't make it? Because they don't have structure. You want to know why they don't have structure? Because there's no spirit inside of their bones. There's no leadership with the Spirit. There's no volunteers greeting at the door with the Spirit. There's nobody in parking lot with the Spirit. Do you need to have the Spirit to work in the parking lot? Yes. Because as soon as people, lost people, pull onto this campus, you're the first person they see. And if you ain't got some joy to you, you don't need to be the first person they see. That's why the entire body, it's not good enough anymore in this day and time just for the pastor to be full of the Spirit. No, no, no. It's not enough for the pastor's wife to be full of the Spirit. It's not enough for the elders or the deacons to be full of the Spirit. God needs a church where everybody, every person, every hand is full of the Spirit. And God is waiting for that church to be legacy church. A church that is full of the Spirit. Why are so many pews empty this morning? Why are so many chairs across America empty this morning? Because the structure of the church is full of dry bones instead of full of the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I am so tired of dried up bones. I mean, very dry bones. Yes, there is a season that you will go through where you will be dry. But there are too many people. Let's just talk to the church. Let's not talk to the lost people. There are too many people inside of the church that are dried up. And you're not just dried up. You are very dry. Because you are relying on what happened to you in sixth grade, now you're 25 years old and you're relying on that spirit that you got in sixth grade. You've not felt it since, but you've been relying on that same spirit, that same dose of the Holy Ghost that you got in sixth grade. You've been still relying on it. And God says, no, 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 you don't understand. Every single day, it says you, not, you need to renew your mind. And every single day, you need to be filled with the spirit. Because if you don't watch it by Monday, you'll be dry. By Tuesday at lunch, you will be having conversations that you should not be having. But if you were full of the Spirit and drenched in the Spirit, you wouldn't be in that table with those people. You've got to understand something. The devil wants you, the church, to die. But he can't kill the church. But what he can do, he can dehydrate the church where all of a sudden we start looking and acting just like everyone else around us. God is tired of dried up bones. Dried up Christians is such an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. Just like it doesn't make sense when God's hand was upon me and he put me in a valley of death. It doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense for there to be dried up Christians. 
People with no joy, people with no hope, but they are very, very dry. I came to a place where I realized we were planning this church, and I was going around like crazy all over this city looking for a building. And they gave me the keys here. And he said, you can walk through it. And I did not realize what I was doing. And in this passage of scripture, this is where people who are full of the spirit, this is where you step in to death. This is where you come into the story. He says, don't, don't just walk among them. He says, but all you know what you need to do? He says, tell the Holy Spirit. He says, prophesy to the Spirit. Tell the Spirit, blow in this place. Huh. When is the last time you have told the Spirit, blow in my workplace? When's the last time you walked down the, the halls of a school and said, blow in this place? When is the last time you were at Walmart and you were just saying, God, just blow all through this place? From the four corners of this place, from the four corners of the earth, let the winds blow all over this place. I found myself in this same predicament. I, was, I walked in this place for the first time, and it was like a valley full of bones. It was quiet. Everything was drab. It was white. I walked in. There were a couple of things up in the loft. And I thought, oh God, can these bones live? I'm not throwing off on the previous churches or denominations, but I know what this church was. And I said, oh God, what am I going to do here? What can I do? And I'm the type of person when I walk into a room, in about 10 minutes I can tell you how it's going to look. That needs to be, I said, that's going to be great. That's going to be black. We're going to put chairs here. We can fit this many chairs here. This many can fit in a row. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, I said, oh, up there, that's going to be the lobby. We'll put our coffee up there. It's going to be like a second lobby because the lobby's not big. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, I found myself every time I would literally stand in every corner. God, can these dry bones live? And then I came to the realization that there must be a moment when you stop asking, can these dry bones live? And there must be a moment when the spirit-filled believer inside of you starts to say, these bones will live. Holy Spirit, blow from the four corners. Blow all over this place. You can live, oh God. And then all of a sudden, I just felt an excitement about this place. All of a sudden, God just said, I want to do something inside of this place. All of a sudden, God said, these dry bones will come to life again. Why? Because it will not be what it was, but it will be a place that is full of the Spirit. God said, there will be more black people that walk through the doors than have in a century. I heard it. He said there will be people living alternate lifestyles that walk through these doors that ever have since this church has been built. You just got to speak to it. You've got to believe it. You can't walk around like this is dry bones. Oh, God. What are you going to do? No, no, no. He said, you've got to walk around in this place full of the Spirit saying it's going to happen. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is about to blow in here. But this is the issue. With, this, is, this, is, this is what it takes. It's good right now. But how much better can it be? If you look around and you get excited about this and you throw your hands up and say, Woo, we made it. You start singing Shania, it looks like we made it. 
Look how far I've come. Up here. And all of a sudden, you start losing focus of a harvest because you've got to realize that there are thousands of people out there that are dried up and just waiting for a church to be on fire. There are thousands of people that are just waiting for a church in Rome, Georgia to be on fire. They don't know what the fire looks like. They don't know what it sounds like. But whenever you start telling people stories that what happened in here last Sunday, whenever you start telling people stories about what God is about to do in your life, guess what? All of a sudden, they become drawn to the moisture. They become drawn to the Spirit. And before you know it, one service won't be enough. Before you know it, two services won't be enough. I said, before you know it, this facility will not be enough. Why? Because God is waiting for a church just to say, come Holy Spirit, breathe from every corner in this place. God is waiting for this just like you've been waiting for this all morning long he's waiting for a church that is so tired of being dry he's waiting for a church that is so tired of being dry. Why? Because there's all types of bones in Rome, Georgia. I said there's all types of bones just waiting for a church they think they're waiting on the next hit. They think they're waiting on the next drug. They think they're waiting for their next high. But you don't understand. They're waiting for a church that's full of the Spirit. They think they're waiting on their next relationship. They think they're waiting on their next beer. They think they're waiting for their next shoot-up. They think they're waiting to, to get in the little gang. They think they're waiting on all of these things, but you don't know, no, no, no. What they're really thirsting after is a church that is full of the Spirit. When I walk down the street, I want people to look at me and say, he's full of the Spirit. What, what, hey, there's something about him. He's not crazy, but there, there's, there's something. I want them to see the spirit pouring off of me. But guess what? This is where so many of us are. Just on the edge. Just on the edge. And we come in, and we splash around, and we take our selfie next to the spirit. I got wet this morning. But Monday, you are dry as a bone. And then here we are. You want one leg in. Just enough. Woo, that felt good. And then you want to walk around. I got wet Sunday morning. Woo, I felt chill bumps. That was good. I got them Holy Ghost bumps. But then guess what? By Tuesday... You don't even know how to spell Jesus. You've lost all of your joy. And now you're dry. And then guess what? 
But then this is a lot of us. Halfway in and halfway out. I got one leg in the spirit, but I don't want to go all the way in because I just want to be halfway there because I still want one leg dry, you know, so I can go to the club, you know, so I can do that, so I can still smoke that, so I can still drink that. Oh, I got one leg in because Sunday I want to talk in tongues, but on, by, by Friday, you are cussing like a sailor. You've got to realize something, church. You are shooing a harvest away by this halfway in living. By this halfway in the spirit stuff, you are, you are literally walking around looking alike. You've got part of yourself in and part of yourself out. And all of a sudden, I told you they're all hypocrites. I told you this. Yes, there'll be moments, but you've got to realize there are people that, are, that there are dry bones that are waiting for you to get full of the spirit. But you don't understand. Every day, every day, you're walking back and forth among bones. You're walking back and forth among bones. And a few weeks ago, I preached about going ankle deep. Knee deep, waist deep, all the way in. And we just, we can't do it. We're just like, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know. I don't know, Lord. I can't do it. You've got to realize something. He's just waiting. And then you get down. I, I don't know, Lord. <laughs> I felt it that time. I don't know, God. I don't know, Lord. I want it. I don't want it. I started to go in. I don't know. I started to go all the way. I don't know. And now you're walking around. I, I, I don't know, God. God, I said, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Why are you halfway in? There's joy in the waters. There's joy in the waters. You want to know why you don't have joy? Because you have tried to smoke your joy. You've tried to date your joy. You tried to marry your joy. But you've not been in the water just yet. I don't know, but there's joy in the waters. Ben, come here. I'm not making you get in here, bro. All of a sudden, hold this mic for me. Here you are. Put it up to my mouth. Here you are. I ain't doing that. No, no. I think I'm going to worship today. I think I'm going to worship. Nah, nah. Nah, I'm not going to do it today. Nah. I think I'm going to get out on the aisle and dance today. My feet just felt like, ah, nope, nope, not doing it today. Nah, that felt a little, but a little crazy. Ah, I'm not used to this. And, you know, you've got to understand something. God is waiting for a church. Follow me, bro. Stand out here. To get in the water. He's waiting. He's waiting for a church. 
just waiting. He's waiting. He's just waiting for a church that's not dry. Well, that was good. Praise the Lord, that was good. No, 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 no. You didn't go all the way in. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God said, no, 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 you don't understand. You didn't go all the way in. God is calling a church to be baptized in the Spirit. <laughs> 